0: Hello to our listeners. This is Nicole and welcome back to the second part of our discussion on the word persevere with the seed planters, the Cameron family. I will kick off this second part of the discussion by asking Michelle to go over the definitions and any scriptures that are related to our word persevere.
1: All right, so the definitions are coming to you from the Merriam-Webster Dictionary. That's what I usually use, and it's the collegiate um, version. Persevere, persevered, persevering. It's an intransitive verb, and the definition is to persist in a state, enterprise, or undertaking in spite of counterinfluences, influences opposition, or discouragement. Um, adverb is perseveringly and, um, synonyms for this, it's carry on or persist. And there's a couple examples here. She persevered in her studies and graduated near the top of her class. Even though he was tired, he persevered and finished the race. It was first used in the 14th century. And it's a word that's coming from middle English, Anglo, French, and Latin. So for scriptures, just a few, um, some, a couple in King James and then um, the rest in New International Version. So the King James Version 1, Ephesians 6, and we're reading from verses 17 to 20, mainly for context. And take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God, Praying always with all prayer and supplication in the Spirit, and watching thereunto with all perseverance and supplication for all saints and for me, that utterance may be given unto me, that I may open my mouth boldly to make known the mystery of the Gospel, for which I am an ambassador in bonds, that therein I may speak boldly as I ought to speak. Now for the New International Version verses um, Luke 8, verse 15. But the seed on good soil stands for those with a noble and good heart who hear the word, retain it, and by persevering, produce a crop. Romans 5, verses 1 to 4. Therefore, since we have been justified through faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ, through whom we have gained access by faith into this grace in which we now stand and we boast in the hope of the glory of God not only so but but we also glory in our sufferings because we know that suffering produces perseverance perseverance character and character hope 1 Corinthians 13 verse 1 second I'm looking okay verse 7 and 8. I'll just read verse 7 and 8. It always protects, always trusts, always hopes, always perseveres. Love never fails. But where there are prophecies, they will cease. Where there are tongues, they will be stilled. Where there is knowledge, it will pass away. That's 1 Corinthians 13 verses 7 and 8. 2 Thessalonians 3 verses 3 to 5. But the Lord is faithful and he will strengthen you and protect you from the evil one. We have confidence in the Lord that you are doing and will continue to do the things we command. May the Lord direct your hearts into God's love and Christ's perseverance. Hebrews 12, verses one and two. Therefore, since we are surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses, let us throw off everything that hinders and the sin that so easily entangles and let us run with perseverance the race marked out for us fixing our eyes on Jesus, the the pioneer and perfecter of faith. For the joy set before him, he endured the cross, scorning its shame and sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. James 1, verse 12. Blessed is the one who perseveres on the trial because having stood the test, that person will receive the crown of life that the Lord has promised to those who love him. 2 Peter 1, verses 5 to 7. For this very reason, make every effort to add to your faith goodness and to goodness knowledge and to knowledge self-control and to self-control perseverance and to perseverance godliness and to godliness mutual affection and to mutual affection love. And the last one, well, last two, Revelation chapter 2, Verses two and three, I know your deeds, your hard work, and your perseverance. I know that you cannot tolerate wicked people and that you have tested those who claim to be apostles but are not and have found them false. You have persevered and you have endured hardships for my name and have not grown weary. And we'll
0: stop there. Okay, thank you for that information and those scriptures. And so I'll ask My first question for this segment What are some of the results of perseverance? So, in our Christian walk, what are some of the secondary benefits, maybe I can say, of us living a life of perseverance? And I'll answer first, just even going based on the scriptures that were read, some of the things that popped out to my mind that I will reference as results of perseverance um is being an example to others so um in hebrews when it talks about this great you know this great um witness cloud of witness witnesses because they lived lives of faith so even in the midst of hardship or unknown um outcomes they still trusted in god and so you can be a example of uh perseverance to those around you, those in your circle. Um, And then the other thing is giving glory to God. So even as you go through hardship, you are able to glorify, you know, to be an example to the world of God in this uh, life. So I will give this question to Daddy. What are some results of perseverance in action when it comes to our Christian walk?
2: Uh, One of the things that I you think of is the fact that as Christians, we might go through real hard times. And we expect uh, we are expecting it to be even harder because of the conditions surrounding us at the time. But we are assured, that God is with us and that he will take us through. And so as a result of that within our hearts, uh, our mind, our physical strength, a we decide we are going to go through it no matter what. And In the end, we know that there is going to be all the good things that's laid up for us to enjoy. But it's not only that we will enjoy those good things after the change comes. That means after death or after Christ has returned. Receive us to himself, but um, that a lot of things will happen in our lives after acknowledging Christ and receiving Him in our lives that would or will change things for us or outlook on what's happening. Uh, around us, and the challenges that we are faced with, we will still have our joy and there will be a peace that comes and we recognize clearly that the peace did not come from the chaos <coughs> uh, around us, that things that we are going through but that it came from God himself, that he gives us peace, even in the times of turmoil and strife. And this evening, I I think that even as I am sitting here and sharing in this podcast, I know that if Christ had not delivered me, from the pathway of sin, I would have been lost. I'm not sure I would really live to see this time. My, I believe I probably would have gone on before because it's tough really to live rough lives and to live a long life without God guiding and protecting. I have lost a lot of my friends from early school days. I've lost quite a few of them from in those um, uh, upper level in school. I've lost quite a number from the academy that you know I served in. And I've lost some friends at the workplace. And I'm um, saying, Lord, what? why am I still here? But um, I know he has a purpose for me, and I really want to live that purpose. out. Uh, and uh, I think Nicole mentioned something before that has something to do with purpose, why I'm here, the things that I have to do, and how I approach doing them. I am personally glad and thankful that I have a part to play and I hope to play that part well with the help of the Lord.
0: So I think daddy you listed a lot of benefits of perseverance in the Christian walk. You know, I think shifting our, our outlook, changing our outlook is a huge one Um, because as Michelle had said earlier, our source, we know who our source of strength is. So I'm going to turn the question over to Michelle now. What are some results of perseverance in action when it comes to our Christian walk? So I see
1: perseverance in action as, for example, I think of people like um, Dietrich Bonhoeffer. Um, I think of Um, others who have gone out and ministered the gospel to people in places where people thought you probably shouldn't do that, or you probably don't need to do that. Um, But then their names become a household name long after they have been gone, because their boldness and their bravery to go out and represent Christ in areas and places that maybe others would be afraid to go and stand before people who are hungry to hear God's name being called and what he can do to help them, especially from a spiritual perspective. Um, Lives are changed for eternity because of that level of perseverance. Perseverance of going out and changing your whole lifestyle. You could have lived a comfortable life a more laid back life, but instead took on the call to go and help people and minister to them, minister to those who they can't pay you back. They they don't have a way to pay you back for what you're doing on their behalf, but your name is written down in the Lamb's book of life. You are changing lives. People are accepting Christ and, um, People are coming into the kingdom because of that work, that perseverance, doing that hard work to share with others what God um, means to you and what he can do for that other person that you're talking to. So those are the types of um, scenarios that come to my mind. And um, as I mentioned earlier, knowing what you're called to do, even if it's not that, Like in my case, I firmly believe that even though I am licensed as a minister, I really believe that my ministry is not behind a pulpit with a mic. I really think my ministry is otherwise. It may end up being on a stage or it may end up being with a mic at some point, but I feel that a lot of what I'm pushing to do to help lives change It's from behind the scenes. It's things that people can't see publicly what I'm doing, but you see the results of it after it's done. Um, People are um, being less afraid to share their stories. That's what I do. Um, As I said, I'm a writing coach, and some of the stories are very hard to read, much more for them to write. But I know that their stories need to be told because lives are being changed when they read these stories. And so there's ministry in all different facets and areas, but it takes perseverance. It takes pushing against um, even your own feelings of inadequacy, feelings like, oh, I don't know, man. <laughs> Can I get something else to do? Um, even those types of feelings, when you push past those and do what you know God has called you to do, then the rewards many times are eternal. Sometimes we can't see, we will never live to see the reward. Sometimes we can't. And sometimes we do. Sometimes we do. Some um, Daddy just mentioned his where he's still here because there's still work for him to do. And he knows that without Christ being in his life, he probably wouldn't still be here. And so, you know, these are the things um, I am thinking about.
0: That's, I think, a very good um, result of perseverance. You're persevering because of the calling, knowing that there is work to be done and that people can be influenced and affected. um, And so you push forward. So Suzette, I'm going to ask you the question now. What are some results of perseverance in action when it comes to our Christian walk?
3: Results of our perseverance in action. Christians, um, I think, starts with salvation. So when people witness, you know, when you heard the word and the Lord, uh, Holy Spirit tugged on your heart to give your life to him, I think it started there. So that's a very important piece that people have when they witness and tell others about Jesus, just like that he still has that passion to witness and be a disciple of Christ as God has called us. Um, Another thing is not being afraid to do what he tells you. So um, if it's a simple word of encouragement to you, like thinking in your head that, why should I say that to the person? But you never know that the person may actually needed, have needed that word in order to not commit suicide or not go home and do something to someone else or hurt someone, or you could have stopped something serious from happening just by being obedient to a very simple task. And so I believe as um, Christians that we do have served that purpose. It's like being angels, um, ministering to other people, ministering to even your own, um, even saints, that you encourage along the way um, a simple meal, providing a simple meal to someone, making sure that they're not going hungry, um, you know, those food banks that the churches do or other kinds of services like that, um, Mm -hmm. shelter, providing shelter, making ways for, I saw someone do something where they built The really tiny homes, but they're for homeless people. So they don't have to pay for them or anything. But those homes is like a one room, but it's so modernized that those people go in and say, wow, I have somewhere to live. I haven't been in a place. I haven't lived in in somewhere like over 20 years. And now I have my own place to relax, live, and live out the end of my life. Because some of these people are actually like seniors. So it's just the thoughts of the things that people do to help others. Um, I don't know if that person's a believer that thought of that, but um, the impact that we can have as Christians just looking at um, who God is. If you really just think about who God is and everything that he's capable of, the little things that we do that make such an impact. Imagine if every Christian was actually doing their part then how wonderful it would be to see the results. Um, Being able to see the results, as Michelle said, sometimes you won't see it, but you never, you may not even know that the result has taken place, even though you're alive. But the fact that someone's life has changed, it makes all the difference. You have steered them now on a path that will take them to their destiny. And it's it's actually... um, for most people, very life-changing. So it's very important to be obedient and do our part as Christians.
0: Thank you for that, Suzette. So, you know, I'm kind of hearing you saying being obedient to doing the good work, even if it to you may seem small, but if God is telling you to do it, there's a reason. And so you kind of sometimes even have to put yourself out of the way and do as you're instructed. And that can kind of like, catapult somebody else's life to a different place knowing that God hears them and sees them and he cares enough to put someone in their path that can completely change their life trajectory so I think that's um that's an amazing idea it's a it's a goal that we can all push towards I think um on a daily basis so my next question is kind of um Bible based. I think a lot of times when we do these podcasts, I try to kind of say, how can we, you know, apply this word to now? And then what is an example from the Bible? So the next question is um, asking if there is a Bible character or a story from the Bible that you see the word persevere exemplified. And so I will give my example just so that everyone has a time to think as well. Um, but my example comes from Luke 18 verses 35 to 43. And this is the story of blind Bartimaeus, Bartimaeus. So he was a blind beggar on the street. And, um, you know, in those days, you, they kind of had to depend on others, the kindness of others in order to have something for themselves And so he was begging on the street and he heard a commotion of people coming past and he wanted to know what was going on. And the people told him that it was Jesus. And when he found out it was Jesus, he started yelling for him. He started yelling for Jesus and the people around him were telling him, be quiet. And I think they saw him as a lowly nobody because he was a beggar. And so they were telling him to be quiet. But that pushed Bartimaeus to cry out even louder, and the louder he cried, then Jesus acknowledged him, and Jesus asked him, what is it that you want? And he was then bold enough to to pursue asking Jesus that he wanted to be able to see, and Jesus was then able to grant his request, and so that persistence of the blind man allowed him to get his miracle that day, even in the face of opposition with the people around him telling him to be quiet. So that's one of the stories that I thought of um, for the Bible reference on the word uh, persevere. And so I'm going to ask Suzette to give her uh, example of the word persevere. So I'm going to start with you for this question.
3: Okay, so I had a couple of things in my head, but in order to make it makes sense. I decided to go with this one. Uh, Luke chapter 8, verses uh, 43 to 48, and this is the King James Version. I'll just read it, and then I'll briefly explain. And the woman having an issue of blood, 12 years, which had spent all her living upon physicians, neither could be healed of any, came behind him and touched the border of his garment, and immediately her issue of of blood stanched, and Jesus said, Who touched me? When all denied, Peter and they that were with him, Master, the multitude throng thee and press thee, and sayest thou, Who touched me? And Jesus says, Somebody hath touched me, for I perceive that virtue is gone out of me. And when the woman saw that she was not hid, she came trembling and falling down before him. She declared unto him before all the people for what cause she had touched him, and, now, and how she was healed immediately. And he said unto her, Daughter, be of good comfort. Thy face hath made thee whole. Go in peace. Um, I was thinking about Paul first, but it's too many things with Paul. Paul, There's a lot. So I decided to go with um, the woman with the issue of blood because it was over 12 years that she was struggling with basically, I would say, a female issue and no doctors could really help her nobody knew what she needed i i'm pretty sure nowadays they would know what the reason is um but she believed she believed that if she could just touch the hem of of jesus's garment that she'd be made whole and so even with all those people around um You know, of course, it makes sense. What do you mean who touched you? There's like people everywhere, you know, they're touching, they're bouncing on each other. Like, I I don't understand. What do you mean who touched you? But is that virtue he felt, that healing power came out of him when she touched him? And I think her perseverance in her mind, you know, I just need to touch the hem of his garment is kind of how um, you might think when you're in a situation that seems impossible like nobody seems to be able to help me nobody even knows what's happening Um, nobody understands when you try to have a conversation they they're giving you like a different answer because they don't get what you're saying but if you could just spend that time with Jesus and just on your knees and say Lord this is my situation and nobody gets it and all of a sudden you just get an answer that you've been waiting for I don't know sometimes it's It's a long time, but you took so long to just get before him because you tried everything. She tried everything else. But just um, knowing that all I had to do was go to Jesus and just touch him, got my answer, got my deliverance, got my healing. I just see uh, her as uh, an example of perseverance because she, she did everything she could. But when Jesus came to town, I must see Jesus. And... It's amazing how even the disciples that followed him didn't quite understand everything about him. And it just shows you how the differences between man and God and the fact that he was trying to teach them along the way. And he kept teaching them and helping them to understand um, that when he said, I know somebody touched me, it's because my that power came out of me. And it's a power that only he has. He's the healer. so. Um, the fact that she was made whole from that day forth shows you that um, her ability or her understanding of who Jesus is was manifested for her because she knew it could happen. It happened for her.
0: Yes. I love those stories of immediate healing in the Bible, because it's so true what you said. They just have to know that he can do it. And they reach for him. They call for him. They ask. And he's like, your faith has made it happen as you think, or as you said, there it is for you. Um, and that is by touching Jesus. So that was, that's another great example. Um, I think one of a great, one of those great examples of a a Bible character who, um, was an example of what it means to persevere. And so I'm going to ask this question to Michelle now, um, if you can give us your example from the Bible.
1: Yeah. So I'm looking at Um, Esther, um, Esther chapter four and the part that I'm looking at, it talks about, and I'm I'm not going to read it exactly because it's actually pretty much the whole book of Esther that you'd have to read to get the context, but it's basically Mordecai talking to Esther to tell her that this decree went out to kill all the Jews and he persuaded her to do something. And she said, okay. Let's have a fast. And they fasted. Everyone, all the Jews throughout Susa um, fasted and um, for three days. and they got an answer from God, and he directed her on what to do next, so that she could save her people. And the thing is that her story started way before that because she was chosen um, to be part of the harem from which, the king chose his second wife because his first wife was dismissed. Um, And so it took a long time for her to get through that process of getting herself ready to be in the presence of a king. And then she was presented to him and he, you know, became, she became his wife, the queen. And then after that, this thing happened with their, um, their people. And before that, she did not disclose to anyone that she was Jewish. So now she had the risk of exposing it that she is Jewish and then also pleading for her life and the life of all of those who um, are of Jewish descent. And her push, her perseverance, um, protection that she received in the midst of all of what she went through up to the moment where the king sent out the decree to preserve their lives. Um, It was a long journey, long process from the way I read it. This took a while and she did not give up in the midst of it being um, potentially devastating. And she took a huge risk going into the presence of the king without him announcing that he wanted to see her. But um, when she entered his presence, he accepted her. He even wanted to offer her up to half the kingdom. Whatever she wanted, she could ask. And so I know perseverance, the stories that I see in the Bible with perseverance is that God is with them through the hard season all the way up to the moment when they ask God for help. And then he, it's like he takes into the account the journey that led them up to that point and to the point where they in um, either desperation or other things cry out to him and he answers. And so that's the the point that I, I got from
0: that. Thank you, Michelle. I think that was a, another great biblical example. Um, and I think from what you were saying to what came to me was that her strategy on perseverance came through prayer and fasting. So she was able to figure out a plan and then it did take some time for her to put everything into place to get to that point where she actually did ask her specific request. Um, but she knew that God was with her. And I think a lot of that came through their prayer and their fasting. So now I'm going to ask daddy the same question. Um, Do you have a favorite Bible story or character that is an example of what it means to persevere?
2: Yes, I do. Um, I really have several, but um, my mind was set on uh, this character that um, Suzette mentioned about that there are so many things that happened to him. Uh, So she she skipped him. But um, all this while my mind my, my heart was set on my mind was set on uh, Paul, uh, the apostle. Um, you know, I'm reminded of the fact that uh, when he was accused for preaching about Christ and salvation through Christ. He was opposed and he was attacked, actually. And at times he had to escape or he was helped to escape from the mob. But on this occasion he was being taken to Rome where he had appealed to Caesar because he didn't see how those people who were supposed to listen to what he had to say and judge and to free him how they were going to fit into this because King Agrippa uh, he played it down um, and, and Felix as, as well uh, the governor so he decided to appeal to Caesar and after a good while he was placed on a ship and uh, wrote to Rome along the way Uh, They say that normally at that time of the year, it's calm sailing, you know, the sea is calm and no, no problem, no storms. But a storm arose and they had to throw a lot of stuff overboard. And Paul was a prisoner on that ship and maybe several others. So when they realized that things were not going to go well with the ship, after throwing overboard a lot of the stuff that they have, even their food, <laughs> you know, maybe water, and the sleeping... Um, accommodations, they um, decided that they were going to kill the, the prisoners on board. But Paul was there before and tried to tell them, anchor at this place and stay there and we'll be okay. The ship will not fall apart or break apart. But they didn't listen, the the commander didn't want to listen to Paul. Matter of fact, Paul wasn't a sailor and he had no business instructing the ship's leader, a commander, how to run things on there. He was a prisoner. But Paul was set on going to Jerusalem and it doesn't matter what was happening he was not ready and willing to give up that journey. and He believed that God was going to take him there and exonerate him, or whatever happened, he was ready to lay his life down for the Lord. Now, Paul, at a certain point, was shown what awaits him and how he was going to be bound and put in prison. But he said he didn't let any of those things stop him. His thinking was, and his his mind was set on going to Rome. And God was there with him, comforting him, and saying to him, Paul, you're going to stand before these people or our leaders, our governors, our kings. And he was ready to go. And the chief reason for all of this was to witness to the top leader and leaders in that country of the goodness of God and how that he was changed and how that Christ Jesus is the only one that can save you from save them from their sins and today I look at all of this and say thanks be to God for he has given us a victory through his son Jesus Christ and even though Paul in the end uh, lost his life um, while he was there in Rome yet Today, we are all strengthened as new believers or as believers in Christ, knowing that Paul did not lose his life in vain. He gave it up, but most of all, he believed that Christ himself gave his life so that he can have eternal life. And Then he knew that God had um, met him, Christ had met him on the Damascus Road, while he was persecuting Christians. But Paul persevered all along. He was not, he was even asking, are you going to try to change my mind, try to get me to change my mind? He said, it won't work, you know. Uh, you can't persuade me to do that. I got to go. And today I see it this way, that we, if we are persuaded to do a work for God, we should not let anything or anyone dissuade us from completing the task, or carry on the race, for this is the best race that anyone can run. The race looking unto Jesus who is the author and finisher of our faith.
0: Thank you, Daddy. And now what we'll do is to close out our podcast. We're going to each share our final reflections on the word persevere and what is it that you want to leave with our listeners after um, they have finished listening to this podcast. So I'll start with Suzette. What are your final reflections on the word persevere?
3: Okay. My final. Okay. So it comes as a, an encouragement to myself also to keep pressing to keep pushing forward towards the goal that um, God has set out for me and to encourage our listeners. Um, Daddy was speaking about Paul, but I don't think we can actually stay away from something that Paul has said. So I liked verse Philippians 3, verse 13. It starts part of it. But this one thing I do, forgetting those things which are behind and reaching forth onto those things which are before. I press toward the mark for the prize of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. So I want to encourage our listeners to press. Forget about the past. Forget about what happened last year. Um, it's not easy for everyone to forget because there were a lot of losses. And um, we sometimes we hold on to those things for a while. It is normal. As um, our pastor said today, uh, our pastor actually lost his mom this this past week. And he did say, um, you know, we are human. We have to grieve and we grieve in different ways. Sometimes you feel good and then sometimes you feel like you're broken down. But he said, the important thing is you cannot die with the person. So you don't allow yourself to, to give in and die. He said, you have to get up. And keep going. After you've grieved, you get up, you keep living because life is still there to be lived for you. And there's things that you still have to do. So just to encourage those that may have lost loved ones that were very close to them, get up and live life. Um, Your road and your journey has not ended. And so that means there's still work for you to do and there's still an impact that you are to have on the life of others.
0: Thank you, Suzette. And now I'll ask Michelle to share her final reflections on the word persevere.
1: So one thing that comes to my mind that I wanted to share with you as our final thought is don't don't give up um, as you journey through what you know God has called you to do. And sometimes the thing that you're called to is seasonal. It's only for right now. It's not a long term thing. I, I think of, for example, mothers or, or fathers raising children. There's a season to raise the children, and then they grow up and then they leave. So, during those years when it's difficult, when sometimes you feel like giving up, because there's so many times along the journey of raising children where it feels hard and it feels like you're fighting a losing battle. Look at it this way, that this is only for now. This is not a forever thing. And that God is with you, walking with you through the journey of raising them, um, as, as you teach them things, as you, um, you help them through different stages and phases of life, as you course correct them as needed, um, as you discipline them, just know that this you're, you're helping to shape a life for the future, and you're perpetuating your own um, genealogy through them. And it's so important that all that you do for them, that you do it to the best of your ability. You're going to be tired. I'm not going to sugarcoat this. You're going to feel like walking away sometimes or running away. I've heard parents say that too. Um But I want you to stay focused, stay the course, be encouraged, keep your head up. This is only for now. And even if it's a lifelong thing that God has given you to do, you're going to have down days. You're going to have hard days. You're going to have sick days. You're going to have different challenges. Stay the course because you're writing history as you live each day. Uh, Your life is readable. Your life will be read. Others are reading your life. They may not, you may not have written a book, but as you live your life, others are taking note. Others are taking examples from you. Others are being encouraged and being strengthened. So stay the course.
0: Thank you for those encouraging words. And now I'll ask Daddy to give his final reflections on the word persevere.
2: It means um, one has to keep on going not giving up if you set out on a course and it is a good um, course and call for anybody then we need to keep going and not deciding to give up along the way just be persevering throughout to the end um, I for those people who have already acknowledged the Lord, personal Savior, if you're listening, I just want to let you know that at the end, it will be good for all who have persevered to that end. Say, fight the good fight of faith. Lay hold on eternal life. And you know, the thing about it is that what we're doing here now, a lot of people will not understand it or even um, know what's all about. But the Bible says there is laid up a crown of life that the Lord, who is a righteous judge, shall give us. And it's not only for those who are um, thinking that they are upfront for it. But for all those who loved his appearing, when he comes again, um, if we are ready for that day, I would encourage each and every one to hold firmly to what we believe in, what we have accepted in Christ Jesus. Never give up. Never, ever give up always press towards the mark for the prize of the high calling in Christ Jesus, your Lord. Um, for those who have not acknowledged Christ yet or are on the borderline, whether or not you should go forward, um, I would say persevere if you have started out with him and is deciding, you're deciding to jump off a train at some stage, do not do so. Continue to be steadfast and continue to seek the Lord. Remember, read the Word of God. Stick to those who are able to encourage you and strengthen you as you go along. For surely, if you don't faint, you too shall reap. Uh, Allow the Lord Jesus Christ into your heart if you have not acknowledged him. And let him change everything for you. We can't do it by ourselves. We are humans and we do fail at times. And God is not saying that you know, you're done with us if we fail along the way. It would be a problem if we fail to pick up where we left off, allow the Lord Jesus Christ to take control of the reins and to take her to the end. Uh, these are my words to you this evening, and God bless you.
0: And as we close out this um episode of our podcast, my reflections would be to keep your mind, your thoughts on your goal and your end purpose. Put your hope in God. He's the only one that is our true source for anything, strength, protection, provision, knowing our exit strategies, whatever it may be um, for the situation. Uh, We are to be reminded that he loves us and because he loves us, then he will keep his promise to us and we can persevere and press through any of the hard times. So I want to say thank you to my family for participating in this episode. And I want to say thank you as well to our audience. Thank you for listening to us. And we look forward to meeting with you again for our next session. May God bless you.